guys welcome back to what's on your mind i'm here today with kaya and tara the founders of kylove or formerly muse beauty they talk and tell us all about how they built their empires and take us through their journey of starting muse or kylove uh yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was truly a phenomenal one hey everyone hi how are you guys doing doing good yeah excited to be here Thank you for coming. Why don't you guys go ahead and give us a little rundown of who you are, what you do, and yeah. So we're Muse Beauty and we're a makeup brand that's all about self-expression through makeup. So me and Kaya are actually sisters. I'm four years younger. I'm a senior at UT. Um, and Rena, you want or Kaya? <laughs> Shoot. Go ahead. Um, so I actually graduated from UT in 2018 with a degree in chemical engineering and Muse Beauty is actually my full-time job. So that's pretty exciting to be working on something that is yeah. super, super fulfilling for me. I used to work in tech for a pharmaceuticals company. It was great. I learned a lot, but I just think it's way more fulfilling and way more exciting. And I'm yeah. so much more passionate about what I'm doing now than I was back then. Of course. Is it, do you feel like, um, that has helped you at all from going to tech to uh, going to beauty? Has that, are there any skills that you learned that you felt were valuable? Yeah, I think working in tech, um, specifically, you know, with the data science work that I was doing, you really learn how to handle data. And that's something that I think is very, very important when you become a founder of an e-commerce brand, um, just really owning your data and know exactly what your numbers are because knowledge is power. And if you don't really know where your money is going or who your customers are or what their behaviors are, you really lose out on a lot of untapped potential. So I would definitely say yes, that experience, although it wasn't where I ultimately ended up is definitely uh, has added to my skill set as a founder now. Tara, I know for you, you had, you just had a passion for makeup as well. And in high school, you had used it for, to cover your insecurities. And then you, once you went into college, you found it to be more of something that gave you power and confidence and you used it to be bold, you know, and you, Kaya, you were a professional, da- oh, sorry, competitive dancer. So it was like this kind of like this merge, right? So how did that evolution of beauty impact your relationship and also the formation of this business? Has it impacted your relationship at all? And if so, how? Definitely. So for the first part of your question, um, yeah, I mean, definitely like used to use makeup just as something that I felt like I needed to do. So like putting foundation, mascara, blush didn't exist to me. (laughs) So just like foundation, mascara, eyeliner pretty much. But then uh, when I got to college, I was a makeup artist for like an on-campus fashion magazine. And with that experience, I realized that makeup can be like way more than what I thought it was. So using it as something that's fun and not to make myself appear more palatable, but to make myself like express myself, I guess, through my makeup, um, that became like a really powerful, fun thing for me to like every day, I just look forward to doing something interesting with my makeup, incorporating color, different shapes, et cetera. And um, yeah, I mean, like me and Kaya have been along for the ride for like the past like two, three years, definitely has made us a lot closer because for better or for worse, we're stuck together. So (laughs) lots of, lots of nights of us whining together and crying and also celebrating. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I think, um, being in business with my baby sister has dramatically (laughs) changed our relationship only because it wasn't until we started working together professionally that I began to see her as not just 
my sister, but also like a professional and my equal in this business. Um, because we split everything equally, you know, we handle different parts of the business. It's really made me respect her even more because I, I, I really can see with my own two eyes, you know, okay, maybe she really excels at graphic design, for example, which I'm terrible at. Um, but on the other hand, I'm really great at data analysis and kind of handling customer service. So we complement each other really, really well. And I'm, I think it's challenging to work with family. Obviously, you know, anyone yeah. will say that, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't have had of it any other way. That's amazing. And it's really nice to see how you guys have grown closer through this. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all will definitely get there. I mean, it definitely took some time with me and Tara, but I'm happy we finally made it. There are all those hilarious TikToks of that audio of like that one song where it's like, I was patient. Believe me, I was patient. And now here we are. And I mean, it's wonderful. Tara, you make a great business partner and sister. Thank you. So what really inspired you guys to start this beauty company and if all other things, why, why makeup? Because it was a small part of your life. So why did you choose that? Or rather it was a part of your life, but still, why did you choose this? But yeah, Kaya has always really been interested in makeup and like she would do these really cool blown out eyeshadow looks. Like when she was in high school, I was in middle school. So like growing out, growing up around that, it made me realize like, oh, makeup's actually really cool. So by the time that I started getting more into it and experimenting with it, I mean, Kaya had already like had an established YouTube channel. Like she was very much like in her element. So I was like thinking about this problem. I'm like, I want a makeup company that appeals to creatives, people like myself, easy to apply, like fun products that actually like mean something. And Kaya was like totally down. She's like, yeah, like we should do that. That's something that is interesting. Like she's interested in art history, just like I am. I'm getting a minor in it. Like she spent a lot of time um, learning about it, like on her own. So it just kind of happened. It kind of fell into place. Yeah. And I mean, even though makeup, um, I mean, I agree, like it is a relatively small part of my life, but it's an everyday part of my life, especially, you know, having a YouTube channel where I used to review a lot of beauty products. Um, I had a very extensive makeup collection at one point. Um, and you really, when you, you know, test that many products, you really get to know what works well and what doesn't work well. And I think ultimately I became a little bit frustrated with the beauty industry for just being, first of all, not very inspiring. I found that brands were just churning out the same color stories over and over again, just kind of rearranged a little bit. Um, I wasn't truly enamored with anything. I felt very stifled. I felt bored. And so I actually fell out of love with makeup for a number of years, especially um, after I graduated from university. I just, I didn't buy any makeup at all because I was not impressed by anything on the market. I was very bored by it. Um, And so I think that also kind of helped start Musee Beauty because I, both of us really had this like really grand vision of this really incredibly inspiring brand that has such strong aesthetics which I think is something very important to me because I'm a Libra moon I care very much about aesthetics so yeah I think even though it's like you know a small I wouldn't say like makeup is my whole life but it's an everyday part of my life which is super super important and we hope that you know these products that people buy eventually if they choose to buy our products like they're meant to live with you every day not to sit in a drawer And I think like you had talked about, there's, it's every, 
I think a lot of things in the beauty industry are very cookie cutter, you know, like you said, same shades, a lot of the same packaging too, you know, like it's just very much the same. And I think a lot, I mean, in, in generally in everything that we do, things tend to become the same as they become trends. And so what you're doing, even with the names of like the palettes, like Van Gogh and all of that, it's so creative. And I personally, I haven't tried any of it, anything yet, but I will. And I think that I'll really be happy to use it. It won't just be something else that, oh yeah, like I have a thousand, like three or four of the palettes with like the same shades, you know, and I won't have to, I won't have to do that. It's like, this is what I need. And this is what I have with this one palette. Yeah. And I think that's something really special. I mean, obviously yeah. I've never started another beauty brand, so that's <laughs> the only brand, but I think that's something incredibly special about what we're doing. And it really helped to reinforce our proof of concept yeah. when we did launch, because I mean, we launched in the middle or not middle, but like at the beginning, very early, scary stage of the pandemic, you know, in May of 2020, um, we didn't really know what was going on. We were like, okay, we're launching during a pandemic. This is like completely weird and unprecedented what is going on but I mean just hearing the customer feedback over and over and over again of people saying this really resonates with me this is so special I love what y'all are doing um and fun fact I actually handle all the customer service um so if you email us you're probably getting a response from me um so it being so close to that side of the business being very customer facing has been really rewarding because I can hear firsthand what people are enjoying. And it just, I actually have a screenshot, um, sorry, a folder of screenshots on my laptop of really nice emails that people have sent to us or sweet DMs that people have sent to us. And people just have the most kind things to say. That's amazing. Yeah, I think in a world we're becoming a lot more supportive, I think, because we're also becoming a lot more confident in ourselves, which allows us to spread the love. And even just by scrolling through your site, I see the color, I see the effort, I see the dedication that goes into it. And it's all so colorful. It's also different. It's all very inclusive as well. And that was another thing that I really, really appreciated. Yeah, I think that's something that is very near and dear to our hearts. Obviously, (laughs) we're women of color. Um, We historically have been underrepresented in the beauty space. And so it was so important to us to kind of build out um, this community of creatives and have people really understand that you are welcome. You like, this is an inclusive, diverse community. Like it doesn't matter your skill level. It doesn't matter what you identify as. It doesn't matter how big your following is, for example, like everyone is welcome. Um, And I think, again, that really resonates with people. I mean, we do send PR to people and ultimately it comes down to how passionate are you about makeup? You know, what's your, what's your vision for the makeup? So that's something that's very important to us. Yeah. Um, Take me through, I mean, you, you launched in the midst of a pandemic and I think a lot of small businesses also arose in that time, but take me, take me through what that process was like, because your idea came up in 2018, right? So it took like two years for it to come into fruition and now it's here, but what was, what was the back end Like, you know, launching a company is not easy. So like the product, everything, just anything that you can give. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Fortunately, um, my, our family is so, so supportive. My whole family is full of entrepreneurs. However, none of them are really in the beauty e-commerce space. So while we had a lot of support of people being very, 
you know, great with the device and kind of support that way. We really didn't have the know-how at all on how, like literally like how do you even start? Um, So it was really, really steep learning curve. Um, Obviously there's no easy, you know, guide online of this is exactly the steps that you follow to launch a beauty brand. Um, Because a lot of it is there's no transparency. It's very murky. Um, And especially with COVID, um, there's just a lot of delays after delay after delay. And so, I mean, I think we could have launched earlier, but honestly, because we are, we are kind of newbie, um, founders, it took that two years to really get off the ground because we had literally no idea what we were doing, but I mean, I think that was extremely valuable and I mean, it was definitely challenging, but I think if you can't make it through, and this may be a controversial opinion, but if you can't make it through those like initial really hard early days, then you're like, I don't see anyone being successful because as an entrepreneur, like you have to constantly be picking yourself back up after falling down again and again and again on your face. Um, You get told no all the time. There are tons. I mean, just speaking to one example, there were, you know, manufacturers that we would reach out to and they would say, nope, can't do that. Or nope, you're not a big enough brand. Um, We won't work with you. So definitely taking things like that in stride and really understanding that where there's a will, there is a way um, and kind of, I don't know, like really making it your own and forging your own path. Yeah. I mean, makeup also, when I was younger, I used to watch those makeup tutorials that you made probably, you know, like those makeup tutorials that you would see everywhere and makeup wasn't a huge part, but it was something that I turned to a lot to express myself, right. To create that story and seeing you two create such an amazing brand and the way it's grown so much in the last year was so inspiring. And when I tell you that I came across and I was like, they need to come on my podcast. Like they have to. That's really sweet. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, I think, you know, just personally speaking, the, uh, cause I do have like my own personal account on Instagram and it's so cool to see so many women, especially women reaching out and saying, your journey is so inspiring. Like I'd love to pick your brain and that kind of thing. I think it's so cool that, you know, as a whole, I think our world is becoming more accepting of the entrepreneurship route of starting your own business and supporting female founders. I think there's been a huge kind of push towards acceptance and inclusivity and even uplifting those types of businesses, which I think is just phenomenal. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Is there, is there something that you wish to see in the future with when it comes to female founders and inclusivity with females? I think Tara can maybe speak to this regarding her experience not being taken seriously in the startup space. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Austin's like a very tech girl environment for sure. So I've done a lot of programs at the university and like in Austin, meet and greets, all that kind of stuff. And there just is this general culture um, that like when you're, when you're a female founder and especially when you're working on like a quote female uh, industry, like you just get kind of looked at a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just, I hope that things change to the point where like, especially with Glossier going IPO and several other beauty companies, I hope that the perspective kind of shifts that, um, you know, it's a respected industry. And like, um, I mean, aside from people that are making apps that still haven't built yet, like we are building something tangible. We have revenue. Like, I just hope that it gets to the point where investors or, um, people in higher up places can really see that. 
Um, I think that's like the most frustrating thing for me. Yeah, no, for sure. I think there's a lot of, I think women are underestimated and undervalued. I think there's a lot of that going on and people fail to realize the power and the capacity that women have. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think that, I mean, I learned this in history class, so it's a fact, like it, it would be a much more productive society if women were in power. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it was some some study and I just, it stuck with me because it was like, look at that. Like, look at what you're missing, people. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Who, who or what was your inspiration to start Muse Beauty? I mean, so we were on, Rena, you want to tell the road trip story? Oh, yeah. So we, um, so we were going on a road trip with my parents to Big Bend, which is out in West Texas. It's very remote, but it's very, very beautiful. And they have this observatory. I think it's called the McDonald's Observatory. I might yeah, be wrong. It, is. it is? Okay. And, um, you know, it's golden hour. So my sister and I are taking selfies. We're talking about our makeup. And I mean, it was just really a perfect moment where we were taking these selfies and I was like, wow, my makeup looks amazing. I'm so happy with it. And Tara was like, actually, I kind of wish I had, you know, this certain color in my makeup collection, but I just can't find it anywhere. And then it was literally at that observatory that we sat down at a picnic bench um, and we kind of started brainstorming like this concept of Musée Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it felt very picturesque because we're at this observatory in like this beautiful, remote, very grand location. You know, the stars are out. It was just, it was something oh. really special. There was something in the mm-hmm. air. Um, but that was like the moment where Musée Beauty was kind of, it no longer became like a twinkle in our eye. It became an actual concept that we were committed to. And I think our parents are such a huge driving force in um, the creation of this business because they, they're entrepreneurs themselves and they're, they have so much knowledge and they're definitely mentors to us. And so when we kind of came to them and we're like, hey, we're thinking of starting a business together, they were nothing but supportive. And I think that's really special. Definitely. Yeah, they've been our biggest cheerleaders um, and definitely shoulders to rest our heads on whenever we're like, this is hard and it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I think we become reflections of who our parents are. And essentially, we do become a version of our parents. (laughs) And, you know, when you tend to stay in the same lane that your parents are, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think in this case, it definitely worked. Um, Who, how, how did the name you say beauty came up, come about? So um, I actually speak French. I used to take Ah. French classes in college. So when Tara and I were kind of brainstorming this concept of like a makeup brand that's inspired by art history, because art is so powerful, like it's influenced culture, it's shaped by religion, it started war, like there's so much that goes into art and it just seemed very appropriate. So, um, I mean, Musée means museum in French. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like museum beauty. And so we it kind of fell into place very nicely it just had a cute little ring to it um I will say we're not married to the name and actually we have exciting news coming up regarding a little name change coming because honestly at this point going through this entrepreneurship journey we've kind of realized that sky's the limit and there are much much bigger things in store for our brand than just Muse Beauty and I'll leave it at that Mm -hmm. oh my goodness you can't tease the name not yet 
when when is it when is um when is the little shift happening are we allowed to yeah we're thinking a fall winter of this year fall winter of this year yeah, we're planning on doing it with our new collection ah! <laughs> i'm so excited what's your favorite part about your career i mean it's such a I, the beauty industry is so fascinating and i i love makeup but what is your favorite thing like just get a, give a little glimpse I can talk about this forever. So Tara, I'm let you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah, I, I really love like the creative part of it. So part of my job is to do the product design. So picking the colors, testing samples, designing the packaging, all of that. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little overwhelming, but overall, like I really love the creative process of like digging into the art movement and seeing like what colors are motifs throughout the movement. Like what names should I name the shades? Like what's important? What are important artists? Um, and then also with our orders, we include like a little booklet that tells you about the art movement. So doing the research for, it's like kind of like making my own book project, I guess, like a book report. So I end up learning a lot while I do that, which is fun. That's so cool. Got yeah, it. I think for me personally, I'm definitely a people person. And so the human element of the business has been really rewarding for me because I get to interact with our artists and our community and our customers every single day. Um, and I mean, I've always been part of the beauty industry, you know, through my YouTube channel yeah. and interacting with brands, but I've never been on the other side of the table, kind of being on the side of the brand, interacting with influencers or interacting with customers. And it's, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely biased, but I do think that our community is the most inspiring, the coolest people uh -huh. on earth. Like they're seriously so creative and so innovative with how they do their makeup. They're so kind. They're so thoughtful. Um, we really have the best community ever. Um, so definitely interacting with people over DM or SMS or even emails, you know, that is my favorite part of the job. That's amazing. And I think a lot of people's it's the, it all comes down to like the creativity and the person to person interaction. Cause that's what we all feed off of. Yep, definitely. I know we kind of alluded to this before, but who's your hero or who are your heroes? This is so cheesy, but I'd really have to go with my parents. <laughs> like my dad has always been such a hard worker and like he's a very ambitious person. And like my mom is someone that's very resilient and able to adjust to change really quickly. And just like very, um, I, I think like she just strives in whatever environment she's in. And that's something I really respect. So I feel like my parents both re like represent like the strength of like forging on and then also like having the ability to kind of like work with the circumstances and come up with the creative solutions. So those are like things in my life that I try and apply. Yeah, yeah. Like I said before, I mean, I think our parents are our biggest inspirations, whether we like it or not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think on like a less personal note, I think I would say um, I really respect uh, Emily Weiss. I mean, definitely yeah. is like a blueprint. She's someone that knows branding like to a T and she knows how to hire really smart people. So um, that's definitely someone that I look for, look up to in business. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, it's so cool. Honestly, to me, the way Glossier came out and it was just like, I feel like it transformed the beauty industry and the mm -hmm. beauty space. For sure. And I think it's all credits. I mean, I just don't know how she did it. I'm just like, how, how, how? Like it's uh -huh. all the same, but it's all so different. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, what's, what's something that you guys want to be remembered for? Whoa, that's a big question. <laughs> big question, but I, I like the question. 
a good question. Um, I mean, are we speaking like personally or professionally with the brand? How about both? Both. Well, I think for me, it comes down to like how you make someone feel. And I think that applies to both personally and through the brand. I mean, personally, it's so important. Like people always say you're never remembered by what you've done, but how you've made other people feel. Yeah. So I think that's so, so, so true. Um, so that's something that I live by. And then for the brand, I mean, I'm really devoted to having, you know, the Musée Beauty experience being the best it can be for our customers from the moment you discover our Instagram page or the moment you stumble across our website to the moment you, you know, get your eyeshadow palette in the mail. I'm really committed to making that customer journey and that whole experience something really special. Like I want people to feel special and feel inspired and feel like they're part of something bigger. What about you, Dara? That's like almost exactly what I was going to say. So I'm trying to like grasp for another answer. But I think that I like to be remembered for, um, I guess, just like putting a little bit of beauty back into the world, personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like, I think I'm a creative person. I like painting. I like drawing, like all that stuff. But I think just like being able to add like a little bit something extra into the world is something that's important. I mean, we, we have plenty of engineers. We have plenty of mathematicians. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. But I can, you know, like make color kind of fun. So I think that's kind of where I can come in. I love that you guys embrace the good and your strengths as opposed to, you know, your weaknesses, I mean, I guess. But I love the way that you bring out the strengths, you know, in each side of you, you guys do what is what you're you're most good at on the team and for the company, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely complimentary strengths. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess this can be our last question, but what's, what's something that you would tell your younger self or your 16 year old self, if you could go back and say something to her? Oh my God. <laughs> I, would say, I would say, first of all, watch out. There's a lot that's going to happen to you in the next few years. <laughs> 2020, it's just, don't worry about it now, but it's going to suck. Um, <laughs> I think I'd say though, like, just keep doing what you're doing. Cause I would honestly be scared of messing anything up. Um, I always had businesses growing up. Like I would have little startups, little, like I had embroidered shirts that I would do and like just little businesses. Right. And I think that all that was just training for like the big deal, like for this, which is like, now this is real. So just keep doing it. Like keep working on like doing some baby branding and like figuring out like what your brand is, like what marketing you do, et cetera. Um, cause it's going to come into play later on. Coyote. Yeah. I- I think for me, um, I would definitely tell my younger self that I need to, like, I would tell her, you need to focus on the journey, not the destination. And don't be afraid of pivoting and iterating because I mean, just I'm, I'm 24 and I've already gone through so many different changes professionally. I mean, I started as a, I started as an electrical engineering major, switched to chemical engineering, graduated, started working in tech, doing data science. And then I am now self-employed working full-time on my business. So I think if I had known all of that as, you know, 16 year old, I would be like, what, what, why, like, why did you go through all those changes for nothing? But it was not for nothing at all. I mean, I had to have done the degree in engineering um, because that helps so much with product development and manufacturing knowledge. I had to have done that little brief career in tech because it helps so much 
with kind of understanding the data and kind of how businesses work from an analytics standpoint. So all of that was, again, setting me up for success right now. It all happens for a reason. It all does. Yeah, exactly. And even the most, the weirdest things that you don't expect to help you, help you. It's all also about the way you look at everything, right? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. So thank you guys so much for coming. Why don't you guys go ahead and shout out like your, your Instagrams and all the socials that you want to, and I'll go ahead and stop. I'll stop recording. Yeah. So our social is at Muse Beauty, M-U-S-E-E, and then beauty. Our website is www.musebeauty.com. My personal Instagram is lavender ghost with an E at the end. And then Kaya's Instagram is at Kaya Empire. That's not everything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm just going to give you a little bit more of a rundown of what Love is. Basically, Kaya and Tara are sisters and they share two passions, makeup and art. They had the idea, obviously you heard the story, that led to the creation of Love. What if there was a brand that combined makeup and art for people that like to use makeup creatively? Their products are vegan and cruelty-free, which I think is amazing. I have I love how like certain brands now are just kind of making it a given. Like our our products are vegan and cruelty-free. Like we're not gonna disclose it because we just think it's supposed to be that way, which I think is phenomenal. Um, but it's really, really nice to see more brands going clean and going vegan, uh, etc. So again, thank you so much, Kai and Tara, for coming on and telling us about your story. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Also, please don't forget to shop Kai Love. Their products are absolutely phenomenal. Personally, the lip gloss is my favorite. It makes my lips shine like no other. And if I wasn't wearing a mask all the time, I would definitely purchase them all or multiple. But yeah, Aside from that, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, And I will see you next week for another solo episode. Yeah. Okay, happy holidays. Bye, guys.